Hello, everyone, and welcome to CVU Quantum Radio Network. I'm your presenter, Daniel, and I'm here with your host, Claudia Pareco. Karmic Astrology is presented by Explore Astrology with Susan Reynolds. She has worked as a karmic astrologer for the last 35 years. Karmic Astrology traces the soul's evolution from past lives into the current life, setting the stage for a great journey of free choice in this incarnation. Look at your past, present, and future with Karmic Astrology. Astrologer and intuitive healer Susan Reynolds speaks astrology as a language of life, a positive, living, and a breathing language of human possibility. Before each reading, Susan meditates upon the chart in question and sees visions of that person's past lives and how they are impacting her current life. During her show, Susan has pre-selected some callers for different types of readings. If time allows, she will take additional live callers. If you want to be considered for your future show with Susan, please go to www.charlotteview.net, look for Susan Reynolds under our monthly shows tab, and fill out the request. Susan lives in the Charlotte, North Carolina area and attends various fairs and events. To find out locations or contact Susan Reynolds outside of the show, please go to her website, www.exploreastrology.com. Tune in Mondays and Fridays to see View and listen to all our shows. Go to charlotteview.net and look on their monthly shows. Find our podcast directory and listen to us live or on demand. Now, let's find out what is coming up in the stars and who are the lucky callers of the day. with Susan Reynolds. Today, we have a fabulous show as always. We have our pre-selected callers. We have Susan Reynolds here with us. And we are finishing February. So there are lots of things that are going on for March. There are very important events that you want to listen to. And Susan is the person to explain that she has this way of um, analyzing and bringing the stars to you in a language that is just so simple and beautiful and full full of pertinent advice. So, Susan, welcome to see you. I'm so happy yes. to have your show here. Thanks for all those kind words, Claudia. <laughs> I love astrology, and I want everybody to love it as much as I do. So, um, you know, there are times I get talking about astrology, and you're just going to have to be like those people who could use the hook to get you off the stage to make me shut up and stop. <laughs> I love astrology, so, too. It, it, it does, one of the things that I have learned with your show is there's so much to know. There's so much information that we can take advantage of. And sometimes it takes years to listen to you. So how is it? 
there's there's a lot to astrology. I'm teaching two classes right now, beginning astrology and intermediate astrology. And I'm really seeing through both of their eyes and teaching both of these at the same time things that I take for granted and things that I just sort of know because I speak astrology pretty well, that how how hard it is for people to sort of get their mind around this stuff and put it all together in a picture. But it's, oh gosh, it's so much fun and so exciting. So I guess I'm just lucky that I get to be with these students on their astrological journey. But today we're going to start to talk about March because let me tell you, everybody, March is one busy, busy month. There is a lot going on astrologically in March. There's a lot going on astrologically in April. And there are different things going on each month. So I'm going to talk a little bit about what's going on astrologically um, for us in general in, in March. And then I'm going to take a caller. And then I'm going to do some more astrological talking, and then I'll take a caller. We'll just mix it up. For some reason, today feels very free-flowing. And I'm just like, if you want to call in about your chart, call in. But if you want to call in about dreams or past lives or what have you, you know, let's throw the doors open and see whatever I can do to help. So I may not know anything about it, but you can ask a question about anything, and I'll do my best to answer. So I will also mention quickly that in March, on March 2nd, I will be in Greenville, South Carolina as part of the Awakening Psychic Fair, and we will be at the Hilton Garden Inn in Greenville from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. on March 2nd. And then on March 23rd, I will be here in Charlotte taking part in the Shift Charlotte um, Mind Body Expo, and this is probably the biggest Mind Body Expo that comes to Charlotte. It is a big deal and a big day. Uh, the organizer has tons of different kinds of vendors. I think this year there's like 90 or 100 different kinds of vendors, lots of energy workers, healers, readers, all kinds of stuff going on, and that is from 9 to 5 on Saturday the 23rd here in Charlotte, and you can go to the SHIFT, S-H-I-F-T website, and look up all the details, and I would love to see you. So, okay, all of that said, I will say that I'm looking at March, and wow, we've got a lot going on. The first thing that jumps out at me, and the first thing I want to share, is that on March 5th, Mercury is going to go retrograde. I know, I can hear the groans over the phone. It is going to be retrograde from March 5th until March 27th. And most people just, you know, they roll their eyes, they groan, they're like, no, no, a thousand times no. Because Mercury is the planet of our communication. So think about all the ways you communicate. We speak to other people. We are on the computer. We are on our cell phone. We're on our landline. We're using an iPad. We're getting in the car going somewhere. We are writing books. We are writing articles. We're blogging. We're posting. We're, you know, communication is everywhere and many, many different kinds of levels of communication. And when a planet is retrograde, it simply means that it appears to be going backwards. The planet is not actually moving backwards. But from the point of view of Earth, it looks like it's going backwards. So it means that those energies are not moving forward in a smooth and calm way. They're going in the wrong direction. 
So we notice this in our life with missed appointments. We have missed communication. Oh, you said 2 o'clock. I thought you said 3 o'clock. You know, things that were supposed to happen don't happen. People get lost. You're like, how could you get lost? You've been here a dozen times. But somehow they get lost. For some reason, I always notice traffic seems to be extra bad during a Mercury retrograde. So be extra careful in the car. There could be, you know, more traffic jams that you run into. You might want to allow for a little extra time if you're going to be behind the wheel. Travel can be a little discombobulated when Mercury is retrograde. This is the time during this period where you need to double-check everything. Confirm it with an email. You know, the day before the meeting, just phone up to make sure everybody's on the same page. You know, make sure you have your work. Have somebody remind you of things. Have a list. I make a lot of lists when Mercury is retrograde because I always find something I'm juggling is, is falling off the radar. So, yes, it can be annoying when we are driving halfway across town to meet a friend for lunch and find out they thought it was Tuesday instead of Wednesday. That's annoying. But in the grand scheme of things, it's not terribly life-changing. It can simply be annoying. But Mercury retrograde is good for a lot of things. And we don't notice this as much because we're too busy, you know, sort of being irritated at things not going smoothly. But Mercury retrograde is a wonderful time to kind of turn within. It's a wonderful time for meditation. It's a wonderful time for reading. You know, whether you're reading a self-help book or the latest novel or you know some sort of deep, dark mystery. I just love those locker room British murder mystery books, you know, kind of thing. It's, it's a wonderful time for having a little peace and quiet in our life. If you want to go on vacation, this would be the kind of vacation I would say, take where you get some rest. Not the 20 countries in 10 days kind of vacation. This is, you know, walking on the beach, relaxing in a mountain hideaway kind of thing. It's a good time to rest and regroup. It's a good time to do a lot of internal work, research things, put forward new ideas for a book. This is a time to really sort of let your mind flow in new directions. And we don't always do that. Most of us are just overwhelmed with appointments and things. But Mercury is going to be in Pisces. And that is very imaginative. Pisces has a wonderful imagination and and inspirational. You know, we get that burst of, of aha, and we're like, oh, my God, I could do it this way. It just sort of comes to us if we allow it and stop trying to sort of bend life to our will, which I know I'm as guilty of as anybody. So mark your calendars, March 5th through March 27th as Mercury retrograde. Slow down, double check, keep your receipts, ha- hang on to your patience. Make sure you have something in writing, and you'll get through it just fine. And then on the 28th, Mercury goes back direct, and you reconnect with clients, and the computer works again, and, you know, life goes back to normal for a while. But that is not the only thing that is happening in March. In March, on March 20th, we also have the spring equinox. And that is, or some people call it the vernal equinox, that is the time when the day and the night are roughly equal proportions. And it is considered to be the kickoff to spring. And spring, of course, is new beginnings. So on the 20th of March, we have this equinox happening that says 
what do you wish to begin in your life? Springtime is about new growth. It is about lovely things happening that we create. This is a very creative kind of an energy and a time when we can really celebrate how, you know, in ancient times, Christians celebrated Easter in relation to the spring equinox. And there's all kinds of ancient customs and rituals where people would celebrate things in terms of uh, dancing around and lifting up their energies. And they are welcoming in a new season and a new beginning. So take a look around that time and think about your own beginnings. Think about what kind of project you want to start. Maybe there's a book Maybe there's a place you want to go visit. Maybe there's a change in attitude you want to bring forward. So this is the time we can celebrate our new beginnings in relation to the new beginnings up in the sky. And they work together, and they have more power. And I like that. You know, this, um, on the 20th, the full moon is going to be in Libra. And Libra is a sign that is all about love. It is about romance. It is about marriage. It is about sweethearts. But it's also about friends. It is also about social activities. It is also about kindness and affection. So all of us have the opportunity to feel a bit more loving. And gosh, isn't that nice in in a world that just seems kind of crazy sometimes. So in March, Mercury is the only planet that is going to be retrograde. Everything else is direct, moving forward the entire month. Now, next month, that's going to change. And we have three planets that are all going to be changing direction. So April is going to be just as busy as March. But we also have another big thing happening in March, which has not happened in about the last seven years. On March 6th, Uranus is going to change signs. And it is going to move from the sign of Aries into the sign of Taurus. And let me tell you, this is a big, this is a huge deal astrologically. This is one of what we call the outer planets. It's a slower moving planet. And it only changes signs every seven to eight years. So it's been in Aries for years and years and years. Now it's getting ready to do something different. And we are going to notice that. That's, you know, that is not something that we are going to sort of miss. It is going to move into the sign of Taurus. And Taurus is very stable. It rules the earth. It is very steady. But Uranus is anything but. This planet loves upheaval. It loves change. It wants to confront the norms. It's kind of in your face. It's all about revolution and revolt. It kind of reminds me of the old Rebel Without a Cause movie with, I think it was James Dean. And it's like, what are you rebelling against? What do you got? That's Uranus. You know, it's going to go left just because everybody's going right. And it doesn't stop to think that maybe going right is the correct direction. It just likes to do things its own way. So it can cause a lot of chaos. It can be very obstinate. It can be, you know, very contrary. This is not a planet that accepts or likes the status quo. Upheaval and eruptions happen when Uranus is, you know, feeling its Wheaties. And it is doing exactly that. It is going to move into this new sign on March 6th, and it will stay there the rest of the year. Last year, we got a little taste of this. Um, I think around November, I think it was from mid-May to mid-November, it's sort of this planet stuck its big toe in the waters of Taurus and then pulled it back out again. And now it's putting its foot in and it is staying there. 
because Taurus rules the Earth, this can be a year in which we see more earthquakes. You know, think about it, eruptions in the sign that rules the Earth. I think we may see earthquakes, not only more earthquakes in the United States and worldwide, but I think we may see earthquakes in places we don't usually see them. Certainly, you know, California may be at risk because, you know, we're sort of used to that at this point. But North Carolina, the East Coast may experience something. We may see earthquakes in in Italy. We may see volcanoes going off. This is all part of the upheaval and eruption of the Earth. This is also a sign, Taurus, that rules money and finance. And here we have this planet of upheaval and change. Hmm. I'm not sure how that's going to come out. I'm not sure I like that. But whether I like it or not, this is what is happening. So we may look for some changes in the economy, changes in the monetary system. Remember, this is not a planet that is making this change just in the United States. This is worldwide. So we may see a new, I don't know, economic conference or some sort of summit. We may see currencies change. Think about this. This is going on for seven years. I happen to think, and different astrologers you know, have their own ideas about this, but I think the energy of a planet is the strongest when it moves into a sign, and then again at the tail end when it moves out. And so it's moving in. So we are probably going to notice this. I want to use some of the time today to talk about how this planet moving into this new, new energy is going to affect each one of the 12 signs. So what I'm going to do is take a caller, and then I'm going to start to talk about Uranus and Aries, and I'm going to see if I can go through all 12 signs and interspace that with taking callers, because you may have questions, and people have already started calling in. So Claudia, let's take the first caller and see what they want to talk about. Thank you. So Sandy from North Carolina. Hi, Sandy. Hi, Susan. Hi. Hi. Well, I have to say, I have your natal chart right here in front of me, and I have to smile because you and I share the same birthday. Oh, and my goodness. Was, isn't it a nice coincidence? So I will lovely, tell everybody. lovely coincidence. Sandy is a cancer. She is in the sun sign cancer, just like I am. And let me tell you, for those who do not know, cancer has been getting beat up by the Zodiac for the last few years. I'm sure Sandy knows exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes, I and do. So, yeah. <laughs> they have not always had it that easy. And so if you have a cancer mom, dad, sister, brother, sweetheart, child, show them a little extra love today because let me tell you, they need it. When is when I look at your chart, I see the things and the patterns that are coming in that are asking things of you. But before I start to say what I see, I'm going to ask if there's a particular area you want me to talk about or to address. Uh, yes, I would say that. As I as I mentioned when I wrote my application, um, I I am in my 76th year, and I have seen many transitions and um, Mm -hmm. understand about the the different things that happen as you go through a transition. But one of the things I'm aware of is that I have so much going on in my life and so much I still want to do, and yet there's a a dearth of, of leadership out there about that says this is 
this is what this part of your life is like. This is what to expect. Uh, it's not like you're going through a middle age crisis or something. So um, I'm I'm curious about um, about going into this new phase of my life and what you might have to say about that. Also, the last two years has been very rough, so I'm yeah. hoping it's going to get better. Um, the good news is it will get better. The bad news is it will not get better as fast as you would like. You know, so, oh. you know, okay. so, so, yeah, so I'm on your side, you know. Somebody once asked me, well, can't you take this planet out that was causing some problems? Can't you take it out of the chart? And I said, well, what, what you're asking me to do is to take that planet out of the sky. And that's really tough. I charge a lot to move the planets around in the, in the sky. So I can't really do that for most of us. But I can tell you what to expect and what's going on. In 2018, the planet Saturn moved into Capricorn. And this is a sign that is opposite Cancer's sun sign. And Saturn, although it gets a bad rap, it's not a bad planet, but it is kind of like um, a dour grandmother or, you know, spinster aunt that is always telling you to eat your vegetables and you can't do this and sit quietly. And, um, you know, Saturn is not always a whole lot of fun. Saturn is about doing things the right way, just because it's the right way to do it, you know, kind of thing. It's about career and ambition. Now, if we are retired and not working outside the home, then career is our home. And so sometimes when Saturn comes in this way, it's going to affect the physical place that you live. If it's not going to affect the job and the career, chances are it can affect the home or the home and family. So this may be a time when you have thought about moving. It may be a time when the home has demanded something. It needs a new roof. It needs new plumbing. Because this is not usually light and fluffy. This is not, oh, let me redecorate the bedroom and it's going to look so fabulous. This is about where you have to really put some now, elbow grease, so to speak, into the foundation of the home. And so there may be challenges in the home. There may be challenges in the feelings. Cancer is a sensitive sign. Saturn comes in, and it doesn't allow those energies to express that easily. So they turn within. Lots of times I will see cancer struggling with depression when Saturn comes in this way. It kind of feels like it's beating us over the head. On the one hand, there is less physical energy. We feel tired. Now, you are in your 70s, so you may be saying, oh, well, I guess that's just what it's like in my 70s. I want a nap now in the middle of the day. But no, it doesn't matter what the age is, when Saturn comes in in such a bold way in relation to our sun, we can all feel more physically tired, regardless of our chronological age. The one thing I'm going to tell you to do is to honor that, is to listen to your body. If it needs a nap, rest. You know, you're not going to have as much physical energy as you would want, and it's going to be more important for you to give your physical self a little TLC. So that's on the one hand. On the other hand, there can also be um, emotions going haywire where, you know, we're tired, we're depressed, we're whiny. Is this what life is supposed to be? I don't like this. Who do I talk to? You know, Saturn doesn't sound like much fun so far. And so all of those things go on for the duration of when Saturn is moving closer and closer to your sun. 
Now, Saturn has been moving closer and closer to your sun through all of 2018, and it culminates in March, next month, right around the corner, next week of 2019. And so after it culminates in in March, it starts to dissipate a little bit, and it starts to ease up, and it starts to move away and give you a little bit of a break. And so it kind of goes back and forth, back and forth. I think April and May are a little bit easier than January and February, so to speak, kind of thing. Um, and so it kind of goes back and forth, back and forth, and you know, July is a little bit down in the dumps, you know, then by, I would say, somewhere towards the end of this year, probably around November, December, it finally, you know, finishes beating us up. You know, my my son is very close to yours. And so it finally finishes its job and moves on. So next year, in 2020, this will not be doing the same thing. But how do you use Saturn this year? One of the ways that I would encourage you to use it is by taking on a project. You know, if you're not working outside of the home, what do you want to do or be or accomplish? This can be, you know, volunteering at a hospital or volunteering at um, a political candidate whose whose goals you, you believe in and can carry forward. It's about finding something that speaks to your heart and putting yourself and your energy into it. This could be deciding to build a new home, to relocate somewhere, but don't be afraid to take on a project. This energy is fabulous for authority. Where are you in authority in your life? Where are you ready to take on authority? If you are retired, then you may be the one to be the president of the HOA. You may be the one who starts a campaign for cleaner water or neighborhood park. Think about how you can use this energy. And don't be afraid to step up. You know, this can affect you in terms of health. And so you have to make sure you're being a little bit more careful about your health. You may start a campaign. Oh, darn. Okay, that's Claudia letting me know. I've okay, talked enough I just about wanna, that. I just want to say thank you, and actually it's very exciting because uh, I have actually uh, taken on three projects uh, that I'm uh, really working on, and are, I was worried that they were draining my energy too much, but it sounds like from what you're saying, that's the right thing to do. Yes. Congratulations. I am so glad you were doing that. And I would tell you, find that balance. But, yeah, I'm glad you've got the projects going. Thank you. Thank you, Okay, take care. Thank you. Okay. Now, we're going to back up a little bit. And before we take the next caller, I'm going to start to talk about Uranus moving into Taurus and what that means for each sign. And so if you are looking at Aries and Uranus is coming in here, You know, this is going to affect money and finance for Aries because that will be in their second house of money and finance. So the sign of the ram may start to change the way they earn a living. They may start to change their investments. They may start to spend more, spend less, be more conservative. This can actually be winning money or finding money in a surprising way or finding money in some unusual way. You may come up with a new idea for, you know, that build a better mousetrap, like, oh my God, this is the idea of the future and it's going to make a fortune. And who's to say it's not? 
So this is about making sure that you are really looking at this because this area of your chart has a little bit to do, um, well, it's like an underlying foundation, has a lot to do with self-esteem. You can start to look at yourself in a new way. Um, What do I want to be when I grow up? How do I see myself? Let me let go of those old limits that have been holding me back and let me start to move into things that I've always wanted to do or to liberate myself from, you know, any kind of pain of the past. This can be very exciting, but you need to make sure you are paying a lot of attention to your money and your financial bottom line. And just because this can be shaking things up, it does not mean taking foolish risks or doing things impulsively. Aries can be a little impulsive sometimes. You know, not a bad thing, but this is where before you decide to, you know, liquidate your 401k and put it all into, you know, sailing around the world in a houseboat, which I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying talk to your financial planner. Make sure you know what you're doing. Talk about your goals and then make whatever kind of changes you want based on, you know, common sense and good understanding of your money and finances. Now, if we are looking at Taurus, oh my goodness, this is going to be in the same sign as Taurus. It is going to be right in your sun. And so especially people who are born in late April are probably already noticing this. But Taurus is an earth sign, and it is a fixed sign, meaning that Taurus does not really like that much change. Taurus likes what it likes, and it is fine with staying in a rut. You know, if any of you have spouses that are Taurus, they're usually comfortable in an easy chair and a remote in their hand. And so it's very difficult to sort of blast them out of the house and into into doing new things and trying new things. But Uranus comes in and does it for you. This planet comes in and the sign of the bull is going to be seeing new changes coming in. Sometimes this change can come at you and force you to leave force you to make a decision that you know you just kept enduring and enduring you may not be happy at a job and yet you just keep staying because it's too much trouble to look for another job and then the company goes out of business that's a change you might not like but let's say you decide to take up a new sport oh i want to get out of this house let me take up you know fitness or running or something and you meet somebody you would have never met otherwise and your life takes a new turn This is about allowing changes into your life. So you may be ready to change everything, your job, your interests, your look. This is a good time for for a Taurus to, you know, change their hair, cut it, let it grow, dye it a new color, change their look and the way they dress and the way people see them. Taurus is ruled by Venus, and so they always are going to present a nice appearance. But this can be presenting a little bit radical appearance, letting your hair grow into something that people have never seen before. You know, wearing all kinds of fancy clothes or odd ensembles. It's fine because it is about Taurus just expressing themselves in a new way. And so those of you who know a Taurus or love a Taurus, don't be surprised at their life taking a new turn because Uranus is coming in and pushing them quite a bit to do that. So, okay, let's switch back. And Claudia, do we have somebody else who is on the line? Yes, and now we're going with Anita. Yes. Hi, Anita. I'm Taurus, right. and it was like everything you were saying was right on time. 
But and I'm well, I'm kind of in transition, and what I see about that is. What I'm getting out of what I'm doing is I say to my, you know, my husband the other day, everybody's in a state of flux. That drives me nuts. I want some stability. You know, Taurus is not like a state of flux. They love stability. I don't. I don't. So you're right about that. Yeah. This is not going anywhere, Anita. You know, like like a heads up, Nana. This energy is going to be here for several years. So it has to be, how do you make peace with that? What are the changes that you want to welcome? Because this is a time when you can do it on your terms. So change is not bad. You, you know, before you go to sleep at night, start repeating that to yourself. Change is not a bad thing. But if it feels like it's coming at you, Taurus tends to resist it. You know, The more they feel like yeah. somebody or something is pushing them, the more they'll just push back. So take a minute and start to think about, what kind of changes do you welcome in your life? Have you always wanted to go on a trip somewhere? Have you always wanted to write a book? You can use this new energy in some really positive ways in your life. You know, it can be a little bit more fun and impulsive. Now, Taurus is not the most impulsive sign around, but this can be buying a new car or buying a new vehicle or changing things up visiting people you haven't seen in a long time. You know, so, um, yeah, doing the same old, same old is not going to make you comfortable. And trying to hold on to the old way of things is not going to work for you. So the question becomes, how do you want to take charge of this? So it's just something to think about. Now, I know looking at your chart, you had said you wanted to discuss soul's purpose for this lifetime. Is that right? Right. Okay. Yeah, because I've stayed home and homeschooled my children. Now I'm ready to do what I want to do. And I was in apparel before. I was a pattern maker. And I want to switch and do something else, but I don't know what. I'm not sure where. I want to help people, but I want to make great money. Well, don't we all? That, that sounds great, you know. I think that's lovely. Taurus, again, rules finances. So they're going to have their feet on the ground. They're going to say, yes, that's very nice, but how am I going to live? What's paying the bills? And so we right. need that kind of practical common sense. Now, when I'm looking at your chart, you have your north node in the seventh house. And the north node often indicates a life journey or a life purpose. And so the seventh house is one of relationships, and it is one of love, all kinds of love, romantic love, love for friends. You know, it's you know about interacting with people. It's a lovely placement for it. The seventh house also is very creative and really loves beauty. And so the question yeah. can become, how do I want to create something beautiful? And you also have two other planets in there along with that. One of the things that I would explore for you, and this may be a little challenging, is I would explore professional partnerships because this is a chart that really has a very strong sense of self, and I look at that as a really positive thing. But one of your your patterns of soul growth is about how do you partner with people, and that can be how do you partner with your spouse, how do you partner with friends, with children, but it can also be professional partnerships. You know, you have a real gift in this chart, not only for things that are beautiful, but you have a wonderful ability to organize and to, uh-huh. you uh-huh. know, yeah, <laughs> you can I really do. put things together. I, I, I deal with so many make, people who have wonderful ideas. Yes. 
Yes. People have wonderful ideas, but they don't know how to make them happen. You can help them come together with a plan to make it happen. You know, being a life coach would be good for you. An administrative assistant would be good for you. Hiring yourself out as some kind of editor or, you know, working with a publishing company, helping people to write their book, to organize their material, to clean out clutter out of their home, organize their closets, Uh this kind of thing. You'd be great at that. And, you know, that would, yeah, I can see the gifts for that in your chart. And if it's your own company and you start it out of your home, you can start out small, but you can grow it as big as you want to grow it. And you can look at your profit margin and what you want to charge and what the going rates are for different things. And so however much money you make would be up to you if you want to work at it full-time or something like that. I see a lot of gifts in that area. I'm going to tell you something else I don't know if you're doing or working with, but you'd be a good public speaker. You're, you have a real gift for communicating in a very down-to-earth way here. People listen to you, Anita. They really hear what you're going to say. You're able to provide information in a way people can, can get, can absorb. And so you may think about writing instructions for different things, you know, um, not like those uh, so-and-so for dummies kind of thing, but, you know, uh, how old? Okay, you're yeah, born in 60. I, I did that okay, myself. yeah. That is what I did. I was product development in apparel. Oh, my goodness. And I wrote instructions <laughs> on how to sew something. Yes. Step by step. You're fabulous at that. Start your own company and do it. You know, you've obviously already been working with your gifts and your life purpose. You know, our life purpose is, you know, we think of that as a, a very grand vision, creating peace on earth or, you know, being Gandhi or changing the world. But if we are learning what our soul came in to learn, that is huge. That is, that is the biggest thing that we can do in life if we work with those energies. And you're obviously already aware and working with those energies. I, but the challenge for, for Taurus is that they like a very secure income. And when you are an entrepreneur, you do not always have that secure income. And so that can sometimes stop a Taurus. Like, I don't know, that doesn't sound very secure, starting your own company. But I really see a possibility of a lot of success here. And so I would really encourage you to go ahead and go for it and do it. And I think you can help people and make a lot of money. Are you there? Okay. Mm -hmm. Does that answer your question? Yes, thank you. Thank you, Okay. All right, well, we're going to switch, okay, we're going to switch back a little bit and go back to this change of Uranus in Taurus, and if I am looking at Gemini, Gemini is going to have this planet fall in a kind of hidden area of their chart that is private. And so Gemini may be pondering lots of things, self-awareness, self-growth. They are really looking within. For Gemini, this can be a very spiritual placement. They are starting to, to explore and to look, and they are starting to ask deep questions about, am I being nurtured on a spiritual level? I see a lot of Geminis getting interested in what I would call New Age thought and New Age activities. You know, they may decide to get their first astrology reading or or go to one one of these mind-body-spirit fairs or to explore something they've they've previously just dismissed or just 
just not been interested in. And that's exciting. A lot of other people may not see it, but Gemini is going to be aware. I will also say this placement of Gemini is very artistic. So Gemini lives a lot in their head. It's very mind-centered. But this may be where you take up something working with your hands, sculpting, painting. You may explore the arts. Even if you're not doing that yourself, you may just decide to spend more time going to the theater or movies or photography exhibits and bringing that kind of, of beauty and artistic sensibility into your life. I would also look for your dream life to pick up. You know, many Geminis tell me they struggle with insomnia, that it's hard for them to turn off their mind. I think there's going to be more dreaming going on for Gemini. So I would keep a dream journal, if at all possible. And you may get interested in some form of health or healing that is a little bit uh, progressive, shall we say. So you may decide to become a Reiki master or explore holistic healing kind of thing. But a lot of this is going to be internal. The world may not see it, but you will see it. So, okay, so if we're moving along from um, Gemini into Cancer, where is this Uranus and Taurus going to fall for Cancer? And for Cancer, it is going to fall in the area of their chart that deals with friends and groups and organizations. And Cancer is kind of a homebody. They are a leader, but they like being home. And so this energy is really going to pull Cancer out of that shell, and they are going to be out meeting new people. They may be looking at meetups online. They may be starting some sort of Weight Watchers, you know, meeting group in their home. They may be, you know, joining new groups that they are interested in. This is where new people are coming into your life, and they are exciting people with new ideas. You may not accept all their ideas, but it's fun to explore them. And so, yes, this is an exciting time where cancer is getting out into the world. You are meeting new people and you are broadening your vision. Sometimes cancer can get a little bit stuck in a rut like Taurus. They like that security. But now it's almost as if you are looking at your future in a new way and you're seeing possibilities that you didn't see before. So I would be spending some time looking at what do you envision for your life? What do you want your future to hold? So I am excited about that. And I'd really encourage the the crab to allow um, people that may be very different from you or unusual or whatever, just welcome them in. This is also related to technology. So cancer may start to get more interested in upgrading computers and buying a new phone and and dealing with technology in some way. And if that's part of your profession, this can be very positive for you. So a lot of cancers, you know, cancer rules history, and it's very history-oriented. So technology is not always their friend, but this can come in and help you, you know, reach detente with technology and the sign of cancer. So, okay, let's move back a little bit, and I am going to ask Claudia if we have any other callers and anybody else that wants to talk. Yes, we do. So now let's go to North Carolina and bring Sharon to the show. Hi, Sharon. Hi, Susan. How are you? I am good. And what sign are you sharing? You're an Aquarius, right? Yes, I am. Okay. All right. Well, what is it that you would like to know, or what can I answer for you today? I think I kind of want to know more about um, if 
March will be a good time for me to move. I know you mentioned the Mercury retrograde, so I want to know if it would be March or April that's um, the most positive time for me to shift, and if it's of my highest good to take my sister along with me with the move. I do think it is in your highest and best interest to move, yes. Um, Aquarius is another fixed sign, meaning that although they can embrace new technologies and they can embrace new ideas, they can be a little stubborn themselves. (laughs) I'm sure you know this yourself, Sharon, where you can be stubborn. And so um, this new energy that I mentioned about uh, Uranus, it's coming into your fourth house of home and family, bringing with it change. So, yes, it is a good time to move. For the month of March, Mars is also there in your fourth house. So, yes, Mars is very action-oriented. It is very aggressive and forceful and wants to do. So I would be packing up boxes. I would be taking stuff to Goodwill. I would be having a yard sale. I would be doing the things that you need to do to prepare for this move. Even though Mercury is going to be retrograde in March, for this particular sign, I would still encourage you to do this because that energy of Mars needs to come out. But since you might be dealing with moving companies, hang on, since you might be dealing with moving companies and deposits and things like that, I would be very cautious. I would not just take anybody's word for it. I would make sure you have something in writing. I would keep all of your receipts. I would double-check everything. And I would be prepared for, you know, people showing up late or, you know, this may not be the smoothest thing in the world. Just because Mercury's retrograde does not mean we can't go out into the world and live. We don't sit home and hide until Mercury is, you know, moving direct once more. We go forward and we do what we need to do and we live our lives. But allow extra time. Be patient, you know, don't lose your temper because, you know, this or that got left behind or this didn't happen. This is actually a good time. March is actually a good time for you to be busy with this. I will say, um, in terms of your sister, I will say March seems to be a time when you two may be, I'm not sure how to put this, um, fussing a little bit, you know. Uh, Fussing is a very southern word. So you two may have different ideas about the move or different ideas about how to live together or um, make this work. So you may not have the patience that you normally do. And if possible, I would try to just talk about this and leave it up in the air. And if it looks like something is going into an argument or being contentious, I would just back off because I think there's going to be time for that later on. So, yeah, so this is definitely the time for you to be packing up and for you to be moving. Okay. <coughs> Anything else? Thank you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say it does look like there are a lot of fears here, uh, cautions. You may be dealing with a lot of things emotionally a lot of this year. That's going to um, shift next year. But for this year, that patience, I would also say to be patient with yourself and to not expect everything to just kind of work out immediately and for you to be in charge of everything. So, um, yeah, I would be kind to yourself. And I'll also say in March you have Venus right next to your sun, which is a lovely, lovely energy. And so, yeah, everybody else may love you, but you may be a bit annoyed at your sister, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> okay. 
Thank you. That's family for you. (laughs) Thank you so much. Okay, my pleasure. All right. Let me move back. Um, I just talked about cancer and how they're going to react to Uranus. And I'm looking at the time here. Part of me is like, crap, I don't know that I'm going to be able to get all these other signs in. But I will tell you, if I do not get to your sign and how Uranus is going to deal with your sign this month, I will do it next month. So be sure to tune in because I will make sure that I get to every sign. It's, you know, I hate that when somebody says, oh, I didn't have enough time, and, you know, those other people are just, you know, left. I will make sure that whoever I do not get to at every signs this month in March, for March, I will do for April. So if we are looking at Leo, Leo is going to have Uranus right there at the top of their chart. I just love that. And it is in your house of career. A lot of Leos are making some big changes in their careers. And what I especially love is that some of these changes can um, employ or work with technology in some way. You know, one of my friends is starting to do a lot of interviews on television. There's the technology. You know, somebody else is working on a new computer program that is going to help their business. These Leos are getting out there and they are combining this very technological energy of Uranus with their career. So they are ready to make their career what they want it to be. They are ready to make changes that they have been thinking about for a long time and they are ready to move forward. Sometimes Leo can move kind of slowly. Again, they've got that fixed energy. A lot of fixed signs today. But when Uranus comes in, Uranus is like, okay, we are ready. So if possible, I'd encourage Leo to be allowing yourself to make changes and to try new things. And even if you can't afford to leave the job that you're in now, I would say, you know, dabble with something on the side if, you know, if it doesn't get you in trouble at work or anything and see what that's like and see if you like that and see if that's something you might want to do later in life or when you retire. But allowing newness. Sometimes this could be newness you don't like. You get a new boss. The, the new computer system isn't working, you know. Some of this stuff you're just going to have to be patient with. But the more that you kind of take charge of this and allow it to flow, the more you're going to like it, the more exciting it becomes. So I'm happy about that for, for Leo. Now, okay, we are back to any other callers. Yes. Do we, and we do, we have, okay. We have Kasha with us. Hi. Hi, Kasha. Okay, you are a Capricorn? Yes, yes, yes. I'm a Capricorn. Mm-hmm. Okay. And is and it... Oh, no, I wasn't sure what you were going to ask me. <laughs> I, I was just going to ask, is there anything in particular that you wanted to ask me or to talk about? Yes. Um, I am, I like to move. And um, I don't know if I'm having a, it's just like a issue with attracting money, but um, I haven't been able to get a job in a long time. And I'm just wondering hmm. why, or is this as a pattern or something, or can I, is this something I can do to release it? And I also um, want to be in a, a relationship. Well, that's a lot for the time that we have, but I'll do uh, my okay, best. Okay, okay. No, no, I'm just saying that's I'm, what I'm I will say, first of all, let's address the move. I don't think that March 
is the best time, but I think March is the time you start thinking about it. I think after March 20th and going into April, that is a good time for you to move. That would be a good time for you to find the right place or to, you know, put things together or to get some help. That looks good to me. And so I would be looking at that. I am also going to say not so much March, but April looks good in terms of work and looks good in terms of getting a job. I can't guarantee you're getting a job, but I will say for the whole month of April, it looks like there might be interviews or people are talking about your resume or you're being, you know, considered for something. And I would really push hard in April because there's a lot of energy here around working and you want to take advantage of that. One of the things that you you might be struggling with, first of all, is that um, Jupiter is in a very hidden or private area of your chart. And Jupiter is, is kind of expansive and optimistic and upbeat. So... When it's hidden like that, I, I talk about it being on vacation. It's, it's a little quieter than usual. We may sort of look at the glass half empty kind of thing. You know, that's when we can end up feeling sorry for ourselves. Why is my life so hard? Everybody else seems to be happy. Why not me? You know, we, we've all been down that path. Mm-hmm. And, you know, right. we know how that song goes. You know, we've all sung the lyrics at one time or another. So this can be a time when emotionally whatever is going on in your life is hitting you a little bit harder. So yeah. I'm going to encourage you to do things to make a point of doing things to uplift yourself, you know, to make yourself laugh, to notice when you're sort of being hard on yourself. Oh, yeah, Susan, I talked about that. Let me go do something fun. And I know not working, fun things, you know, generally cost money. So you have yeah. to find fun things that are inexpensive or free. So, yeah. you know, watch. I don't know why, but, you know, I love watching old I Love Lucy episodes. And they're like, I don't know, I can recite the dialogue verbatim at this point, but I still laugh. And it makes me laugh. So think about what makes you laugh. You know, what makes you, brings a giggle um, to you? What uplifts you? You know, maybe that is looking at a sunset. Maybe that is getting up early to meditate. Maybe that is watching, you know, old movies that you've seen a dozen times before, but they never fail to lift your spirits. It could be talking to a friend that is encouraging and positive. So think of ways that you can kind of help to balance out some of that glass half-empty energy. You also have Saturn right next to your sun. And as I talked about before, Saturn is kind of a tough planet. You know, it doesn't mess around with, you know, um, let's, you know, goof off and read a book and take a bubble bath. You know, Saturn is about, you know, life is tough, get busy kind of thing. And part of us needs that, you know. We need to get busy and do something. With not having a job, Saturn can push you very hard to work. And so Mm -hmm. I like the fact that Saturn is right there. And I would really look at, I don't know what you do, but I would start to almost like lift up your energy a little bit. Instead of if you're looking at an entry-level position, I'd maybe look at what's the position just above that. How could you Mm -hmm. be in leadership? How could you hold authority? What kind of Mm -hmm. qualifications do you have? I do very basic down-to-earth 
a, a review of your resume, or you may want to practice an interview with a friend. You know, they're asking you. You ask me these questions, and how did I do? How do I look? What kind of impression did I make? Because Saturn is practical and can help you look at all of those things. One of the things that I like about this Jupiter, that's that's so quiet lately, is that is a beautiful, beautiful energy for uplifting into your spirit. I do not know what your religion or your faith is, but if you pray or go to church or synagogue mm-hmm. or have any kind of a religious life, this is a very beautiful energy for faith and, and lifting up into some sort of higher and more divine energies. I'd call on your angels and your spirit guides for help. I'd ask for yeah. answers in your dreams. I would really reach out and explore different ways of feeding your spirit. Because sometimes when we're stuck, we're so stuck, we just can't see any other way, and and we end up hurting ourselves. So sort of let go of the past. And I used to, I'm guilty of this, I used to just be telling my angels and guides all the time what they were supposed to do. I need this, you know, and could you get it by Tuesday, you know. I'm was just a bossy little thing. So I was always telling them, I need, you know, a house, I need a car, I need, you know, the list always right. needs to be endless. Mm-hmm. But at some point, I changed my approach. And instead of telling them what they were supposed to do, I would go into meditation and ask for them to guide me to what they knew I needed to do. Where do I need to be? What do I need to do? Let me follow my highest path. Guide me, help me open up to you instead of telling them what to do for me, you know, so that right. might be I get that. something you, Some, you know, yeah, yeah you might want to try that. Wait, I'm just trying to like get ready for spring and get some like, you know, like just say cute colors. Cause I feel like everything I have is black, <laughs> like clothes wise. Well, and I'm, and I'm like, you know what, I want to wear, cause I want to start dating also and things like that and getting out. And I'm like, I want to wear black, bright colors. And, and I love that. That could be part of your spring equinox. Yes. So I want to definitely attract the relationship, attract the job as well. Yeah, I'm kind of I love attracting. That. And doing those bright colors, you know, wear mm-hmm. them with intention. I want to stand out. I want to be noticed in positive ways. This is me, ready to accept the joy of the universe. When you're getting dressed and putting on a color, associate something with the color. Like yellow, it's happiness or sunshine or I beam today or, you know, make up a, a statement that sort of is is about what that color is going to do for you. Okay, so you kind of say like make like daily affirmations or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um And, you know, it doesn't have to be every single day, but I would really start to put that color on and wear it with uh, an intention that people are going to notice you in positive ways and you are going to be uplifted with a great job and more money and love in your life and the whole enchilada. Yeah. Okay. I know we are almost... (laughs) Yeah. And I know we are almost out of time, so I'm sorry I cannot talk longer. But I think we have... Okay. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We have just enough time. Thank you, Claudia. Um, (laughs) See, this is what I mean about I could just go on and on and on. I love to read for people. Um, But I wanted to make sure that I spent some time at the end of the hour, as I always do, about the sign of the month for March. And the sign for March is a sign of Pisces. And the symbol for Pisces is the fishes. 
And I love this sign. It is a water sign. And as a water sign, Pisces is very emotional. You know, water is all about emotion and feelings. And it can be very sensitive. And Pisces is probably one of the most intuitive signs in the Zodiac. If there's a Pisces friend that says, I have a feeling you shouldn't do this, I'd be paying attention to them. They may not be able to know why, but they get it. You know, many Pisces come in with almost as if what I call the veil not fully down. And they have almost like a foot in both worlds. And so many Pisces tell me, I feel like I don't belong here. You know, I I don't belong on this planet. I don't belong on earth. You know, they just seem to lift up to higher energies of light and love and truth and, and the ugliness and the difficulties and the pain of of the world sometimes is just too much for them and so pisces needs to make sure they are honoring their needs and meditating and staying centered and because they are so full of this connection to the divine and this loving spirit and have the kindest heart they are not always the best at saying no pisces really struggles with boundaries And so one of the best things you can do for a Pisces child is to teach them it's okay to say no. Probably not to mom and dad, but to their their friends. They can easily get taken advantage of because they don't want to turn anybody down and they don't want to see anybody upset. And so, yeah, Pisces needs to work on being able to be firm and say what they need to say. This is also the sign that rules addictions. So, you know, think about addictions because they're all about escaping life. And it doesn't have to be an addiction to drugs or alcohol. They're, you know, I've got a friend who's uh, addicted to television or we, we have workaholics, you know. They're working 24-7. So, but all of those can be an escape from things. And so Pisces has to make a little bit more of an effort to make sure that they are balancing, you know, things like balancing their checkbook and going to the grocery store and making sure their car tag is, is up to date and all of these annoyances of life. They need to make sure they're taking care of them as well as lifting up into compassion and kindness and a real desire to give back. This is a sign that can rule social work and philanthropy because Pisces has such a desire to help people kind of thing. All right, where are we on time, Claudia? Claudia? Oh, sorry. We're, you're good. Uh, like, whenever you're done, I'm okay. We can we can wait until you're finished with your thoughts. That's okay. If, if we're on time at 1 o'clock, um, I think I, I let Pisces know some of their great points and some things they may struggle with a little bit. So next month we'll be talking about Aries. And we will still be going on into Uranus and Taurus for all the signs that I did not get to today. So do not think I forgot you. (laughs) Perfect. So we'll be back in March 25th. And we already have requests for people to be on your show and send yours if you want. Um, So thank you, Susan, for being here. Anything else that you want to say before we say goodbye? Nope. Thanks, everybody, for calling in, and I am looking forward to talking to everybody in April. Thank you as well. Or end of March for April. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, take care, everyone. Okay, bye.
This episode is made possible by PwC. When unprecedented times are all the time, it's time to start walking the talk. Leaders like you turn to PwC to see and stay ahead. Upskill your workforce, use intelligent automation, and transform big ideas into breakthrough outcomes. Explore the human-led, tech-powered solutions that help you thrive. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com.